Bev, do you ever feel like you just need to treat yourself? Yep, and I also feel like I need to treat my chickens. Honey and Rue is the perfect way to treat yourself and your chickens. There's always new items to try out, including things like first aid items, treats, total surprises, and there's always something fun for the human as well. So go to hennyandrue.com and use code DRINKANDFARM to get 10% off your first box. When you're a subscriber, you also get 10% off anything in the Henny and Rue store every single time you order. So sign up today at hennyandrue.com. Welcome to We Drink and We Farm Things. This is the farm comedy podcast that is an adult happy hour for the farming community. We drink adult beverages, talk about the ups and downs of farming things, and give zero clucks about not having the perfect farm life. We keep it real with you and share the mistakes we've made and what we've learned so you can feel less alone in this farm thing. We drink things, we farm things, we drink and farm things. Oh, hey there, Sam. Oh, hey there, Bev. Ooh, look at you mixing a drink on camera. Yeah, I thought I would throw it back to my... Oh, gosh. My tumbler, my (laughs) wine tumbler. And I wanted to spice it up a little because when I shared that photo of our silly pint on Instagram, every single person said coffee and they were wrong. It was a beer. (laughs) (laughs) I even said coffee, but I mostly said it just to be difficult. I figured it was something more fun. Yeah. It was really (laughs) funny that you did that because so did everybody else. So it was, yeah, Yeah. it was good. It was funny. (laughs) And my beverage today is still non-alcoholic, but it's just because of the time of day. But what I did was I mixed an ounce of the Simple Goodness Sisters Fig Cardamom Syrup, which is one of the like, this is like one of the small batch like tester syrups that you get when you're part of the Cocktail Farm Club. So I don't know if you can order this on their website, but you can join the Cocktail Farm Club and get cool things. And then I did some ginger ale with it on ice. So it makes kind of like a fun bubbly soda type of thing that's that because I don't have a soda stream. I'm jealous. (laughs) So what are you drinking over there? So today I'm drinking a pineapple coconut water. Very exciting. But what's more exciting is I am drinking it out of our New water bottle that's available over on our good old merch website. Oh my gosh, that water bottle turned out so good. So good. And it's got our May shirt of the month design that says, I dig gardening, because we like to garden and we also appreciate puns. So you can get this on a t-shirt, a tank top, or this water bottle. So go check it out. Oh my gosh, I love it. Our drink peep this episode is our friend Kayla Wood, and she is at... Honey Creek Homestead over on the Instagram. So cheers, lady. Cheers. All right. So one of the things in the garden that I don't like so much is a necessary evil. And that is that you might come across a creepy crawly snake. Mm-hmm. And that creepy crawly snake specifically is the garter snake, but also called the gardener snake. And it was funny. You kept saying gardener snake, and I had never actually heard that before. I always call them garter snakes. And so I was like, is she just mispronouncing garter? But no, you you can call them either. (laughs) Totally acceptable. Yes. So in case you missed it in our Facebook group, Bev put one of the most disgusting pictures I think I've ever seen (laughs) into that Facebook group. And it was basically a pile 
of Gartner steaks. I like don't even know how many are in there, but apparently during mating season, they just have a big orgy ball. And that I feel like that's probably like why Maury Povich retired was because of stuff like that. Like who's the daddy in that situation? You just don't know. And apparently they do not care. Yeah. I don't think they care. (laughs) Apparently this happens in Manitoba. So it's like a tourist attraction there. Yeah. I realized I probably should have saved that for I can't even, but I was, I guess a little surprised at how grossed out people were by it. I apologize. I didn't mean to gross everybody out. I just, (laughs) Sam and I had already written this episode and then I happened to see it. So I was like, oh, I'm going to put a sneak peek like in the group, like without telling anybody what it is and laugh about it. And I was like, oh, people don't like garter snakes. (laughs) No, people don't like snakes. It made me feel seen, though, seeing some of the reactions, because I feel like a lot of times people are like, snakes are so beneficial. You should love them. And like, they're not wrong. Snakes can be very beneficial on a farm or in a garden. And we'll talk about why the gardener snake, the gardener snake or garter snake can be beneficial and why you maybe shouldn't be so afraid of them. But I still have the urge to light them on fire. Yeah, I mean... And it seems like I'm not alone. No, no, you're definitely not alone in that. My approach to snakes has just been mostly to leave them alone. But I'm actually not afraid of them, which can be kind of a problem because there are poisonous snakes out there. And we will talk about that a little bit. But yeah, basically, if you're a person that usually, you know, runs for the shuffle to chop, you know, the head off immediately, maybe listen to this episode and take a pause and go somewhere else the next time you see a garter snake in your or run. garden. Or run. Yeah, I mean, you can run. <laughs> totally. But all I'm saying is that they will leave the area soon, and you're going to get a host of, be- of benefits in your garden out of it. And we're going to tell you a little more. All right. So these types of snakes, there are actually many types of gardener snakes. They can be found all across North America all the way from Mexico to Canada. Obviously, in Manitoba, they host snake orgies. (laughs) Caitlin, if you know anything about that, feel free to add some color. I know you're not from Manitoba. (laughs) I was going to say, it's just going to be like wrong province. (laughs) Actually, I don't know where Manitoba is. I apologize. I'm not up on the geography. (laughs) So, garter snakes can have a variety of patterns and markings and can be brown, tan, olive, or black with yellow, red, orange, or even blue stripes down their sides and backs. Some are all black. And they can grow to be over four feet long, which is a pretty big snake, but most adults reach about two to three feet in length. And that variance in color is one of the reasons why I think people end up being so scared of garter snakes, because they're easy to mix up, you know, with an actual venomous snake. So garter snakes, as we've mentioned, are often called gardener snakes, And they got that name because they eat grasshoppers, slugs, grubs, and other insects. And large adult garter snakes may even eat mice. And that also means that they may also eat some critters that you might want around your garden, like frogs, toads, salamanders, and earthworms. (laughs) And just to freak the anti-snake people out just a little more, I'll go ahead and describe how they actually eat these larger creatures, even though they are only two to three feet long. So snakes actually eat large prey by unhinging their jaw from their skull. And they have back 
curving teeth that keep their prey from escaping because they don't have a way to end it quickly. So they basically just eat things whole and alive. Yes, they do. So basically, Bev just went over a lot of the benefits of having gardener snakes in your garden, and that is really pest control. So that is why you should maybe not go and light them on fire or (laughs) smash them in the brains. Uh, Because, you know, they're doing some good things for you there. Just something to consider. (laughs) More fun facts about gardener snakes. Since they grow throughout their lifetime, snakes need to shed their skin when it gets, you know, too small for them. They do this by rubbing their head on something rough to hook the skin near their lips. And they'll crawl out of it. And this turns their skin inside out. Hmm. Super cool. Sounds like quite... The spa treatment. (laughs) Now we got just like a horror show thing going on here. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Could you imagine if humans can do that? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's what I feel like after I get a sunburn. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. It's true. And one thing that's really important to know is that garter snakes won't bite you unless they're provoked. And they won't chase you. So run away. They're not going to go after you. They're really very shy. And they are not looking to engage with you. Like they feel just as strongly about not interacting with you as you do about them. They're introverts. Yeah. (laughs) They just want to hang out and be left alone in the garden too. I mean, really, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the other interesting thing is that Gartner snakes do produce a very weak venom. But because the venom is so mild, it very rarely has any effect on humans. But if you do get bit, you might get some light swelling in the area if you are allergic to it. So don't be alarmed if you get bit and there's a little swelling. If there's a lot of swelling... I would probably go to the emergency room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> d- just skip all that and call the squad. Hope the squad can get you. <laughs> and the reasons why snakes have venom, even though it's very weak, is because they're looking to subdue their larger prey items like frogs and mice, not humans, just to be clear. Yeah, their jaw doesn't unhinge that big. No. <laughs> they are active year-round in the south. And in the northern half of North America, they hibernate below the frost line in the winter. And they actually hibernate by congregating in large numbers and burrows and crevices because that allows them to keep warm during the cold winter months. And then in the spring, they emerge and wait and mate. I was just getting ready to say, I wonder if they uh, do their little orgy ball underground, but it doesn't sound like it. Yeah, it sounds like they just snuggle in the winter and then they get it. Um, I mean, that's how they met all of their spring partners is all the all the one on one. Well, one on a thousand. The canoodling. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like speed dating. Yeah. (laughs) So females actually only breed every two to three years and they bear live young in the late summer, usually having between four to 20 babies. But some of them can have up to 85 babies. That is a lot of snakes. So they bear live young, so they don't lay eggs? No. Oh, neat. I did not know that. Learn something new every day. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) And it takes two years for a garter snake to reach maturity, and they can live to be up to 10 years old in the wild. So just some neat garter snake stuff. Yeah. 
Are you looking to add some pizzazz to your backyard flock? Check out Meyer Hatchery's selection of peafowl, swans, cranes, quail, exotic ducks, and pheasants, and more. Meyer Hatchery can make most, if not all, of your flock dreams come true with their wide variety of poultry, waterfowl, and exotic birds. Just go to MeyerHatchery.com and use code DRINKINFARM to get $5 off your online order. And before you dive into your exotic bird dreams, please remember that before purchasing any of those, you should probably contact your state fish and wildlife department for information on permits or restrictions in your area. Look at us being so helpful. <laughs> Alrighty, so you might see snakes in your garden in the spring because they're out and they're happy just like us because the sun's out. And they will probably like to lay on large flat rocks. So if you have any of those in your yard and garden, you're basically inviting your local snakes to the tanning bed. (laughs) Because they're cold-blooded, they really like the sun's warmth to help them digest their food. And in the summer, you might even actually have them slithering beneath like landscape fabric or black plastic that you might use in your garden beds because, you know... The color black absorbs a lot of heat and makes you hot. So it's basically like a little sauna for them in there. Yeah. Someone in our Facebook group recently actually had, it wasn't a garter snake. It was a poisonous snake that was hiding in their black landscape claw. Yeah, it's the copperhead. It was a copperhead, yeah. And one of their barn cats got it. That was just amazing. Yeah, that cat would get all the treats for all of its life. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, she was standing like directly over it and the barn cat was like yelling at her and alerted her. It was amazing. Oh my gosh. I'm sure we're going to talk about that in a can't even, I hope. (laughs) We'll dive into that a little more. But just a reminder that snakes might be hiding in your garden, not to scare you out of your garden, but just so that you're aware. And besides hiding in the landscape cloth, they might also be hiding in your plants. So yeah. Yeah, that's where they get me all. (laughs) My husband said last year, he definitely saw one go through the fence and into the zucchini patch. Yeah. Is it a zucchini or is it a garter snake? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. I hope I don't make that mistake. Mm -mm. Okay. So while gardener snakes are relatively harmless, beneficial predators of rodents and insect pests, you shouldn't pick it up. It's going to nip at you if you scare it. It's harmless, but it's still going to bite you. So... If you do decide you want to be a snake handler like Steve Irwin, make sure you're learning to identify snake species. This is just good practice as well. This can help you know if you should run away because some snakes will chase you. So there are venomous species that can be dangerous if they're provoked or startled, like pit vipers such as water moccasins and rattlesnakes. Those have thick bodies, narrow necks, and wide triangular heads, while non-venomous snakes tend to have heads that are barely bigger than their necks. So just long and skinny. Mm -hmm. So it's probably a good idea for you to know what snakes in your area are venomous and what they look like. Like usually, I can't remember what they're called, but there's a little poem for snakes around here. I think there's like the coral snake and there's another snake. But red touches black, you're okay, Jack. Red touches yellow, you're a dead fellow. 
because it's that red, yellow, black snake. And just the variation in pattern is what is supposed to set you off for danger, danger. <laughs> but definitely know the snakes in your area. It's just good practice. Yeah. And you can get the information about the venomous snakes in your state by going to your state's Department of Wildlife. They should have information on there. Um, Or you can just Google your state and venomous snakes. And I would look for the .gov website for that because your state department will be the best and most legitimate resource for that in your area because it's in their interest to keep you safe from venomous snakes so yeah 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 our garter snakes around here are usually all black that's usually the ones that i find sometimes there's a little bit of striping on them but this time of year is their favorite time and once i actually went to pick up we have a black rubber hose that's not very big. And <laughs> I was walking out to the donkey's area and I thought it was the hose. And I thought, that's really weird. Why did I bring the hose all the way over there? And I just reached down <laughs> to grab it and it was a garter snake. <laughs> but he hung around for some pictures because I took some pictures of him in the grass, which was kind of cool. Did you touch him? Yeah, I did. Yeah. And, but like, <laughs> we get those, we get the larger black snakes around here all the time. And I don't, I never have any problems with them. Sometimes I have to relocate them because I'll find them in the chicken coop or in the barn. We have found one in our basement before. Usually, whenever I, I find them. Ooh, no. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's because we have a crawl space out under the deck that goes straight into our basement. I don't, I don't know how they end up in there, but they are, they're not happy when they do. I pick them up and I just relocate them to the woods and let them go. That's my modus operandi. So you're basically Steve one. Mm, not intentionally. I don't want to get stabbed by anything. I mean, I feel like that's a TikTok in the making next time it happens. Next time it happens, I'll do it. I'm all over TikTok. Okay. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so to wrap up today, we do have a review to read this week. And you want to leave us a review over on Apple Podcast if you haven't already, because we read one a week when we have them. And then we take all the names from that month, draw a name out of a hat, and that person wins an exclusive coffee mug that is not and never will be in the shop. So make sure you leave your name or your Instagram handle or something that we can kind of do like a little identity match with you on if you do win so we can get your address and send you your mug so bev do you want to read this week's review yes i will be happy to all right this week's review is from bridget green and she is at bridge green over on the instagram and green has an e at the end of it and the title of this review is tons of helpful info for beginning hobby farmers. And she said, I found this podcast in 2021 when searching for info about raising baby chicks, and I learned so much from these ladies. Chickens are a gateway animal, so of course I got a couple goats, and again turned to this podcast for help. They share great tips along with the good, the bad, and the ugly of farm life. It's a fun listen. The Associated Facebook group has been a terrific support system as well. Thanks, Sam and Bev. Cheers, ladies. Yay. Thank you so much. I'm 
I'm hopeful that we are part of the reason why you just went ahead and got goats, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone knows how much we love goats. Goats are, yeah, yeah, goats are it. (laughs) Goats are adorable. Well, cheers to you, Bridget. And thank you so much for leaving us a review. We very much appreciate it. Yes. And before we do a little bit of housekeeping, we do have an April winner for our reviews. And that is at Kathy Zitnick. <gasps> oh, yay. yay! Oh my gosh, Kathy Gorman D. Oh, I'm I'm just gonna send her her mug because I'm pretty sure I have her address. Although last time I said that I didn't have the person's address, but I know I have <laughs> Kathy's because I sent her seeds for her garden this year. So, oh, congratulations, Kathy! That makes me so happy. <laughs> yes. All right. And just a reminder, we have a series over on our Patreon called Straight No Chaser. This is available only to our patrons at the $5 level and above. So if you want more content from us, if once or twice a week isn't enough for you, definitely go sign up for that. It's also a great way to support the podcast. And you can find that by going to patreon.com slash drink and farm. And make sure you take a look at the show notes. You'll find links to the article we discussed, which was from almanac.com, by the way. Shout out to them. A survey to anonymously tell us how we're doing, all of our social media goodness, and our merch shop where you can get that bottle that Sam drank out of today because it is cute and limited time only. Yes. (laughs) And we want you to stay hydrated. Yes, yes, yes. In your garden. You can put anything you want in there. Booze, water, coconut water, you know. Coffee. Whatever you'd like. Coffee. We're fans here. It's an insulated stainless steel tumbler, so it'll keep your drink either hot or cold, depending on what you prefer. And my absolute favorite thing about the bottle is that it fits in the cup holder of the tractor and the lawnmower, which is huge because none of my water bottles that have the cap that screws on like that so they don't get spilled fit into any of my cup holders they are all too big so commercial we're looking out for you really (laughs) we really are yeah it's a really cool (laughs) bottle i mean we're just we're really excited about them for sure yeah so until next time drink farm and and give zero plucks Bye now. Bye. We drink things, we farm things, we drink and farm things.